This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Just when you thought fake news couldn't get any worse, enter the Drudge Report. What's up? This is Marque Saves. The Republic, and I got to tell you, I've seen a lot of fake news in my time. I've watched a lot of CNN, a lot of MSNBC. Uh, I've written lots of, you know, way we play a game every Friday called Fake News Friday, and I for I have to go out there and and look for Fake News Friday headlines. I have to write my own Fake News Friday headlines. I read the Babylon Bee like there's nobody's business. Um, but I'll tell you, there was a headline yesterday, and I guess technically it's not fake, but the spin is just incredible. I mean, I've seen. I've seen ballerinas uh, that don't spin as well as these uh, as these headline writers on the Drudge Report. The story was about the Iowa caucus, and if you missed it, the Iowa caucus was—I mean, it was—it was an incredible beatdown, an incredible smackdown of pretty much every candidate except one, Donald Trump. Donald Trump won in a—I mean, he won in a landslide victory, man. He won. Handedly, he got 51% of the vote. He uh, pummeled Vivek Ramaswamy to the point where he dropped out. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis combined couldn't match Donald Trump's vote. In fact, I did a great demonstration of it, uh, of this on my new Facebook page. If you haven't yet followed my new Facebook page, please do. Because, um, you know, we've had some complications with Facebook. Facebook doesn't necessarily like all of our content. Sometimes they accuse us of being fake news. Sometimes they accuse us of not fact-checking our facts. Sometimes they have other people independently check our facts, and that really annoys me. Um, anyway, so we've had this kind of roller coaster ride. Sometimes it's a great place for us to publish content and get the word out about things that are important to what we believe uh, is, you know, the American people. And sometimes they think, well, this stuff is crap. We're not promoting this at all. So we've created a brand new Facebook page. We've kind of, we haven't flushed everything. We're just, you know, we're starting fresh. Every now and then you need like a regrowth. Here in Florida, they trim the trees every spring and then they, they rebud. So that's kind of what we're doing. And I did a video yesterday using mason jars and corn to explain just how dominant Donald Trump was in the Iowa caucus. And it was a great video, getting critical acclaim, probably won't win any awards, but should. Uh, and it's, a, it's if you want to, if you want to go check that out, it's on our Facebook page. Um, I'm going to, if again, it's HTTPS, you know, the, you know, the, the way they do it. And then it's uh, facebook.com. I'm typing it in the, I'm typing it in the chat right now, slash Ktriot. And that's K-A-Y-E-T-R-I-O-T. Facebook.com slash Katriot. And you can go and you can watch the video and please follow the page because, again, we need to get it to 10,000. That's the sweet spot where we can start live streaming again and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, back to Iowa. So Iowa was a huge win for Donald Trump. He got 51% of the vote. So I go on the Drudge Report and I know that the left has taken over a lot of conservative media outlets. I know that they've become a never Trump media outlet. I don't know what happened in the past, but they no longer support the president. So I go on the Drudge Report, and I'm expecting to see some headlines that are maybe biased. I'm expecting to see some headlines that maybe make me scratch my head and go, huh? Um, what? But uh, this headline, I'm going to be honest with you, was ridiculously, I mean, it was just, it was the most. So Donald Trump wins a historic victory in Iowa, 51% of the vote. And on the Drudge Report, I kid you not, this was the headline. Are you ready? Big, huge, right at the top, the big, huge headline read, 
half of Iowa Republicans don't want Trump. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So Donald Trump wins with a bigger percentage than anyone has ever gotten in any Republican primary, more than 50%. And you got to think there were other candidates. There was Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Asa Hutchinson was still hanging in there, that other guy who no one had heard of until the other day. And Chris Christie was also still on the ballot. So you got all those people in this race. Donald Trump manages to outpace all of them. And the Drudge Report says 51%, I'm sorry, uh, half of Republicans don't want Trump. And I thought to myself, man, that is that is that is the glass half empty. If I've ever seen it, that 100 percent is a glass half empty kind of statement. Half of Republicans don't want Trump. So anywho, uh, it, it, you take it for what it's worth. Now, Donald Trump is headed to New Hampshire. In fact, he's there now. Nikki Haley also in New Hampshire. Ron DeSantis. Guess where he is? South Carolina. I don't know. I thought I, I watched him yesterday. He was in he was in South Carolina. And I thought to myself, shouldn't you actually be in New Hampshire? And I thought, well, maybe he's just bypassing New Hampshire and going to South Carolina because he's already he already feels he's not going to get anywhere in New Hampshire. He already feels like New Hampshire is going to Donald Trump or Nikki Haley, which probably it is. I mean, if he if he if he lands a third place finish in New Hampshire. I mean, he. I think that's you know, that's probably what everyone suspects. Nikki Haley has the not only does Nikki Haley have a lot more invested in New Hampshire, but she also has the backing of the governor, Chris Sununu, another never Trump Republican. New Hampshire itself is a much more purple state. It's it's not a red state. It's usually a blue state. It's kind of a purple state. The last time it voted for a Republican president, I think, was the first Bush. But, you know, it's always been close. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a much closer race. In fact, the polls have it as a dead heat. Um, I don't think Nikki Haley pulls it out in the end, but I know this Ron DeSantis sure won't. So he went to South Carolina for the day, even though the South Carolina primary is not till the end of February. He still got Nevada sandwiched in between. It doesn't matter. I've given up trying to figure out Ron DeSantis' campaign strategy. I've given up trying to give advice to a guy who doesn't even want to come on my show, even though I broadcast across the state of Florida. I've given up trying to talk sense into Ron DeSantis and get him to see the error of his ways. Uh, so I can just, you know, I'm just going to sit here and comment on him. But in New Hampshire, you're going to see a much different scenario. And I think, I think it was, it, I was asked, I was on WOKV earlier today doing a, a little hit with the, new, the morning news. And they asked me a question about it. And I think that, I think that coming in second in Iowa was actually worse. It was actually worse. I think it gave Ron DeSantis a glimmer of hope that he just has no business having. He has a glimmer of hope. I think if he just come in third in, in Iowa, the way he thought, if, if Iowa was just like, you know what? If, if it really decided that it was a two-man race, the way Nikki Haley claimed that it did, if Iowa and uh, if uh, Nikki Haley and Donald Trump won Iowa and Ron DeSantis came in third, I believe he would have packed up his stuff and gone home. He'd be back in Tallahassee, kicking it with Casey and the kids. He'd be going back to governing. He'd, he'd pack up his super PAC and he'd say, all right, guys, we had a nice run. We're going to go uh, back home to Florida. We're going to govern for a while couple more years, then we'll regroup and we'll see what happens in 2028. I really think that's probably what he should have done. He didn't, he didn't lose though. He came in second and that's a cruel trick. You know, it's a cruel trick. It's a cruel trick when you're, when you know, you shouldn't be in second place, but you are, you know, you have no hope, but you do have a little, you continue to spend your money. You continue to spend your time and your resources. You continue to spend your political capital and keep in mind, Ron DeSantis is at a, he's at a very, he's at a precipice right now. Because 
Donald Trump has turned his ire and attention solely on Nikki Haley. Because even though Ron DeSantis came in second in Iowa, he knows that when it comes to New Hampshire, when it comes to South Carolina, the next big, uh, the next big event, that's Nikki Haley. That's Nikki Haley country. She's from South Carolina, even though Donald Trump has a commanding lead there. Nikki Haley also um, is doing well in New Hampshire, we said. So in a way, Donald Trump turning his sights on Nikki Haley has delegitimized Ron DeSantis as a candidate. Now, Ron DeSantis doesn't even get, he doesn't even get don't mean Donald Trump tweets anymore. He, Donald Trump's not calling him a meatball. In fact, Newsweek writes that Donald Trump Donald Trump has melted down over Nikki Haley. I don't know that I would call it a meltdown. I just call it Donald Trump being Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump has launched a series of social media attacks against his Republican primary rival, Nikki Haley, after he easily beat her in the Iowa caucus. The former president has shared multiple attacks on Haley, who worked as U.N. ambassador in the Trump administration on Truth Social over the space of a few hours. The attacks include sharing polls, showing he is the better GOP candidate to beat President Joe Biden. I don't understand how that's an attack, but okay. Uh, saying she wants to cut Social Security benefits and increase taxes and accusing the former South Carolina governor of being an establishment candidate. Again, all, all true statements, but I guess when you're Newsweek, those become attacks. He also likened her to Trump's 2016 challenger, Hillary Clinton, by posting a photo that imposed Haley's face over an image of Clinton. BT dubs, sorry, Keith, I did see that image and it cracked me up. I think I double tapped it on Don Jr.'s account. In one uh, true social post, Trump attacked Haley over her speech following the Iowa caucus results while misspelling her now unused first name, Nimarata. In that speech, she said, when you look at what we're doing in New Hampshire and South Carolina and beyond, I can safely say tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Haley made the claim that the primary is now just between her and Trump despite finishing behind DeSantis in Iowa uh, with 19%. Anyone listening to Nikki Nimrata Haley's whacked out speech last night would think she won the Iowa primary. She didn't. And she couldn't even beat a very flawed Ronda Sanctimonious, who's out of money and out of hope. Okay, I lied. Donald Trump is still, he's still throwing barbs at Ronda Sanders. But look, uh, in a way, she's not wrong. Okay, she's wrong. It's not a, a two-man race because Donald Trump's running away with it. But she's right that Ron DeSantis is no longer a factor. He is out of money. He is out of hope. He is out of time. He, he did okay in Iowa, but he's not going to do very well anywhere else. And it's, it's just him spending more political capital, taking more attacks, and becoming weaker and weaker as a candidate uh, the, more, the more that um, these things go on. So anyway, I'm just, it's interesting to see that th this is one of those scenarios, like I said, it's one of those situations where you have a, can a guy doing better than he should be causing more problems than it's worth. There was a, there's something called the fallacy of sunk costs, which I'm a big, I'm guilty of this myself. In fact, every day I show up for work here, I'm guilty of it, but I enjoy what I do. So I keep doing it. The fallacy of sunk costs is that if you spend a lot of time and money and energy on something and it doesn't work, the longer you spend, the more money you spend on it and the more time you spend on it, the, the more you're sunk into a ditch. But because you've spent all this time and money on it, you're like, I don't want to give up on this thing. This is going to work. I don't want to give up on this thing. This is, this is going to hit. Uh, and it, it's called the fallacy of sunk costs. There comes a point where you just have to say, look, I'm not spending any more time and energy on this thing. 
I'm going to try something else. I'm going to do something else. But the more involved and in debt you become with a particular, and it could be a business. Uh, you know, it happens to businesses all the time. People start a business. They take out a loan for $100,000. They spend a year on the business. It's not profitable. They create a product nobody wants. They go on Shark Tank. The sharks go, this, I wouldn't, inv I wouldn't buy this company if you paid me. They, and, and then these people go off, but they go, I know it's going to work. I've spent so much time and money on it, despite the fact that everyone's telling them we don't want this thing. Uh, but they don't give up or, but they, uh, they don't give it up because they've sunk so many of their personal costs into it. And I believe that's where Ron DeSantis is right now. His campaign is chasing the fallacy of sunk costs. It's too much time. It's too much effort. He's, 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 I get tarnished his reputation at home and around the country and he can't give up now because then what does he do? I think now's the perfect time to give up. I, I'm going to be honest with you. If somebody told Ron DeSantis, look, you can run for president, but you're not going to win. And I know that I've looked into my crystal ball. I've gotten to, into the DeLorean, the Doc Brown belt. I went to the future. Donald Trump's going to be the candidate. Donald Trump's going to run against Joe Biden. It's not going to be you. So you have to decide how much time and money are you willing to spend on this particular effort? Uh, now, if Ron DeSantis really had a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks of winning the primary, that's a different case, but he doesn't. Um, and I kind of wish that I kind of wish that he'd called it quits after Iowa, but he did not. So there's that. Uh, okay. So we've got Nikki Haley. We've got Donald Trump. We've got Ron DeSantis sort of, and we've got New Hampshire, which is just a couple of days away. It's next Tuesday. And it's going to be, I think a more exciting primary because it will be closer. And I truly believe that after this primary, I mean, I believe it. I don't think anyone else believes it. I believe that after this primary, one of these candidates has to drop out. And I don't think it's going to be Nikki Haley. I really believe that Ron DeSantis looking forward cannot believe he has a path to victory. And if he does, he's being lied to. Donald Trump, uh, if he wins New Hampshire, then I believe that's it. There's not a state. If there, there's two states that Nikki Haley potentially, potentially could take. One of them was New Hampshire. One of them is South Carolina. But if she loses in New, New Hampshire, I think um, it's going to be a long row to hoe, uh, to hoe for her as well. Now, the other thing is Vivek Ramaswamy, who is basically, he's just glommed on, man. He just jumped right onto the Trump train. And he's got a front seat. He's uh, he's in the he's in with the engineer, and he's going to New Hampshire. He's going to rallies, and he's saying Donald Trump's our guy. He's the only America First candidate left. Donald Trump's the one we need. Trump, Trump, Trump. And um, I think what's interesting about that is he makes a good point. If we all rallied around the one candidate and stopped attacking each other, we could just do what we need to do, and that is attack Joe Biden. We need to remember the Democrats are the the problem. We need to remember the border is the problem. The economy is the problem. The woke military is the problem. We need to realize that Joe Biden can't handle China or Ukraine. He can't handle the Taliban in Afghanistan. He can't handle Hamas or Hezbollah or Iran. He can't handle anything. He can barely handle walking off of stage without some kind of direction. All he does is sit around and eat ice cream and chicken parm and, 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 and make creepy faces. I mean, Joe Biden is not the guy we need leading us, of course. We know that. Uh, his cabinet is even worse. Alejandro Mayorkas, oh, that, uh, that the, the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who goes off for the cancer procedures without telling anybody, it's it's a it's worse than anyone could really have ever imagined. And the time now to bring back Donald Trump and a, and a solid candidate uh, cabinet is is now. But the fact of the matter is, we still have Republicans who are battling against the guy who's going to win.
And that's a problem. And that's why I really admire Vivek. I think he dropped out at the right time. I think it would have been ridiculous and embarrassing for him to go forward. And I think now we have a strong, loud voice doing what needs to be done, and that is promoting a candidate who can actually win and who can actually save this country. Uh, all right, listen, we'll get into a little bit more of that um, during the Mark K Show today, later on at noon Eastern, 11 Central Time. Plus, don't forget, watch those videos on our Facebook page. We've got the uh, the brand new one, by the way. We've got, uh, we've got Facebook.com slash Katriot. Facebook.com slash K-A-Y-E-T-R-I-O-T is, uh, is where you go. And you uh, be sure you like your page because the faster we get to 10 grand, the better it is for everybody. And the, the, the sooner we'll be able to, to get our old page back to capacity. So um, also, don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast player, like, I don't know, iTunes podcasts or Spotify or Google, you know, there's like, I don't even, sometimes this podcast pops up places I didn't even know we were sending it. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay to just, you know, get it out there because it's important that the message gets out there. It's important that you understand what's going on. It's important that you know where the enemy is, where, where the threats are. Uh, they could be coming from within our own party. And at this point, a couple of them, a couple of them are. Um, so we want to make sure that you are, you're well-informed, you're well-prepared, you're well-equipped, uh, you're well-armed. And you've, you've got enough allies out there, just like me, just like you, just like the other people listening, because it's going to take all of us fighting hard together, surrounding the right candidate to get the job done in November, um, if we are going to save the republic.